Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on Truth Social, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Getter, Tumblr, and Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, Goodness of the Lord in the Land of the Living. Goodness of the Lord in the Land of the Living, a great phrase. It is one that many might mistake for those living in America with no threat of violence or trouble against a believer in our Lord. Do not miss this post. Last Days Perilous, Purposeful, and Prophetic We find the last days perilous, purposeful, and prophetic. The issue with living in this prophetic time period is just that, living. Do not miss this post, Reclaiming America's Heritage Trump Style. Reclaiming America's Heritage Trump Style, it may well be a toss-up for those who really want to save America. The latest posts on warn-usa.com. Do not miss this post. Surviving the Apocalypse. Classic Warn Radio. Surviving the Apocalypse. In this episode, we find the Watchman and Tower deal biblically with judgment, deliverance, and handling troubles. And do not miss this post. Christian Global News Advocacy Classic Warn Radio. Here we find in former Christian Western nations, paganism and hedonism have replaced traditions, faith of Jesus Christ. Do not miss this post. Prophetic events, the time will come. Prophetic events for the time, that is, for this age, is here now, a time we are living in right now. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. It's a Christian fiction thriller. The Rising details a takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk and dark forces are plotting to bring this country into the globalist new order. And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com. 
Visit our Christian books and resource shop where we feature the rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our vision media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. Can't believe that uh, we're in... August. Yeah. The third day already. Yeah, time flies by. Whether you're having fun or not. Yep, it does. (laughs) Yep. It does, man. And the older you get, the quicker it goes. Life is short, so you need to enjoy it and make sure... You're on the right path with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. The right side on the chess game. Make sure. Through Christ. So let's go. I've got an upfront post here. Redemptive inheritance of the saints. Now this happens to be a classic worn radio. It's in seven parts. And you can listen to this right now on worn-usa.com. And the seven parts are seven posts, and uh, each post has a link to the others. So they're all interlinked. And it's just like it says, Redemptive Inheritance of the Saints. This is really an exciting series. And uh, when you're chosen in Christ, you know, being a new, new believer, this takes it into where we live right now and what's going on. And uh, we will discuss some of the most descriptive verses concerning our inheritance, uh, its manifestation. And so, you know, when we, when we talk about inheritance, it's the result of the full, complete revelation and manifestation of the Son of God to us and our response to that inheritance. And you know, Tower, I think that's that's very much an important issue. There is a response. You know, God just doesn't save you and you're just like a limp rag. That's right. You know, there, there's a response he expects. You need to get in there. Yeah. And especially in these days and age. Oh, my goodness. You know. And the thing of it is, is that... You know, you need healing, he heals. He delivers. There's miracles. He sustains. There's just so many things that we can talk about. But see, it's a jaded, corrupt society that you and I live in today. And I think, you know, Tower, this has come out more in what? The last five years, last two years? What do you think? Oh, definitely since... I don't know, maybe since uh, 
Biden got in? <laughs> well, it's gotten exponentially worse since then, but I think after that eclipse that went through the middle of the United States, yeah, that's when it the divide really, really ramped up. Yeah, I don't think uh, Biden's done anything to stop it. But well, nothing slowed down since then, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, it hasn't. And it's not all Biden's, uh, you know, we're not living in these times because of Biden. It's because of sin. That's right. And uh, America needs to repent. And, and the sooner uh, the better. So we have a lot of things on that. So check out Chosen in, Co- in Christ. Redemptive Inheritance of the state of the Saints. This is part one. So go over to warn-usa.com. Chosen in Christ, Redemptive Inheritance of the Saints, part one. And when you get into that, what we do with our shows, the shows are embedded in our articles about each show. So you get information about what they are. And within that article that's where you listen to it but you can also have links to all the other parts to this one so check it out chosen in christ redemptive inheritance of the saints part one on warn-usa.com now you know i think <clears throat> i think Uh, think that we have, yeah, we do, but we're not going to get to it. Nigeria is really a hot topic now. It's been a hot topic for years. And, uh, you know, today I, I saw, uh, I'm getting um, correspondence from the various ministries that work on the ground overseas. And, uh, one of them was discussing India and talking about Modi and how persecution has gotten worse. Well, uh, I believe that. And we've talked about that. And, uh, you know, they're all concerned because he ne- doesn't seem to be concerned. He doesn't do anything about it. And I don't think Modi's going to. He's even denied it. I've heard him talk about it. He too... And that's why when uh, we begin to talk about Nigeria, we wonder why the government doesn't do anything about the Christians dying over there. And we know that the Fulani are one of the major sources of killing Christians here. And uh, Buhari who is the president of Nigeria, is a Polani. Now, whether that has any bearing on why he doesn't do anything, we don't know. I would assume that. Yeah, I would assume that too. And just like Modi, the reason he doesn't do anything in India is because he's part of the BJP party, which is a majority there that have sworn to rid the country of every non-Hindu there. So uh, there's some major stuff going on in a lot of these places. And this is where we find all the time, every day, persecution, death, 
burning. Everything you could think of. And so a lot of these various ministries that work over there are concerned for the persecuted church, as are we. And so Nigeria's northern plateau state is really the battleground. Now this comes via international Christian concern and uh, they send out a lot of information about what's going on. And so you have Christian farmers, Muslim, Pulani, herdsmen. And this has been the battle ever since it began because the Pulani want land so they kill the farmers attack them and run them off. This That's is so tra tragic. Yeah, That's this is tribal warfare dating back to old Africa. This is what you do. Pure wickedness. Yeah. But see, nobody will enforce Nigeria's laws to protect the Christians. So, it, you know, they have become radicalized. They're different than what they used to be. And many people believe that it was the Boko Haram that actually got in there and got them radicalized. So they've chased the Christian farmers out of their homes. And this began back in 2017. And we're at 2022. So that's like five years of hunger, death, and thousands of displaced Christians. And it just never ends. It's just hard to believe that nobody will do anything about it. Now, the locals, you know, where a lot of this stuff is happening, you know, we see it here as a genocide, mm -hmm. land stealing and jihad by the Polani militants against Christian farmers. Now, there is a a national youth leader, Ezekiel Binney, who's been an outspoken advocate for Christians in Nigeria. And uh, he told ICC that no help has come for the Christians from the Nigerian government. Well, we know that. Mm -hmm. We know that. We say that all the time. We've reported it. Nobody sees it. It never occurs. And so what they want to do and what they're working on is helping build farms to feed the internally displaced persons or the IDPs. And so when they're attacked, they lose their farm and land. There's no place to go. So they're trying to work out ministering to them. And the farm that they have has uh, 87 hectares of land. And of course, the farm itself needs help because they need fertilizer. Well, guess what's really expensive now? Fertilizer. Yep. And, uh, and so they said that more than 500 people would benefit from the farm's produce if it's well harvested, in other words, taken care of. Now you see the House of Parliament leader, Musa Ega, who you don't know, nor do I, condemns the atrocity of the farm destruction. But, you know, the government, nor him, nor anybody else, really 
puts forth any assistance to help the people. And so this is really where groups like International Christian Concern, Barnabas Aid, Open Doors, and many, many other ministries like Samaritan's Purse um, need help to feed the world, need help. You're not going to stop these Fulani at the rate it's going. And so, as I've said before, it's really easy to find someone and chase them off their land if you just kill everybody and they don't fight back. Now, some of them have, but the bottom line of it is, is that the government should be taking care of this. And again, these, these are the issues. But when you look at trouble around the world, and I've said this many, many times, when we find this kind of trouble, you can always, 100% of the time, let's say 99, just to give them one percentage point of maybe not, you can point to the government and the mishandling of it every time. And if you have trouble in the government, look what we're having trouble in America. Our borders are wide open, wide open to terrorists. We have the worst inflation. We have a shortage of gas in a short time after we had plenty of gas. But because of the Biden administration, hint here, leadership that don't know what they're doing, which is agenda-driven and political, that's how you wind up with this. And so it's not just Nigeria, it's not just India, but the governments of men globally have a problem with representing their own people. And when you have people like Klaus Schwab of the WEF, and you have the WHO with Tedros on it, and you can go to the UN, you can go to a lot of people who are bought off by China themselves. And a lot of this stuff, when you look at it, you know, the ones that get hurt the most are the ones like we're talking about here in Nigeria, the poor the farmers who need to work, they work their land, and guess what? And the innocents. They get killed. Get displaced. So pray for those in Nigeria. And find yourself a ministry overseas that can help you. That you can give money to and they can minister in the name of the Lord, and you will be part of that because you'll be helping them. So, at any rate, we've got another one here. Are you ready? Yes. The title of this is Christian Singer Rising from Ashes. This comes to us from Faith Wire. And it's about a Christian singer, Ann Wilson. At just 20 years old, she has learned what it means to persevere. The My Jesus Singer-Songwriter recently appeared on CBN's Faith vs. Culture. 
where she opened up about the tragic loss of her brother and how that dark chapter served as a springboard for her career. Losing Jacobs changed everything for me, she said of her brother's tragic death at just 23 years old. I gained a new perspective on life that I had never had before. I realized how short these years on earth are, that heaven is the final destination. Heaven is where I want to work towards. I want to tell people about Jesus. I want to work as hard as I can to introduce Jesus to as many people as I can. In fact, Wilson said it was the unexpected death of her brother in 2017 that led her to realize her passion was to use music to tell others about her faith in the Lord. I had this passion all of a sudden to tell the world about Jesus, she explained. I didn't want anyone to have it to experience a loss and know that their son or daughter or wife or whoever didn't go to heaven. She recalled sitting at a piano in her childhood home, worshiping alone a handful of days after Jacob's death as a result of a car accident. Having never sang in front of anyone before, Wilson remembered her surprise when her mother, Lynn, walked into the room, stunned by her daughter's then-hidden talent. Wilson, who at the time had aspirations of one day becoming an astronaut, said she didn't consider herself a talented vocalist or musician, but was simply trying to find solace in her faith. Soon thereafter, her mother asked her to sing at Jacob's funeral. I sang at my brother's funeral for the first time in front of anyone, and that was really the moment that I realized God was calling me to music. God was calling me to spread his name, to spread his love around the world. And you know, isn't that the case a lot of times, that beauty comes out of tragedy? Well, it does, and I love that story, too. I do, too. Because uh, she was just simply worshiping out of sorrow finding comfort in her pain and uh, you know look what happened and you know that's that's typical I think of people that it's not that they hold back on purpose they just never consider that maybe it's them you know they're the ones that's true that are that are called but the fact that she sang at her brother's funeral that that was had to have been real special for her. Yes. Now, one thing we're talking about next, and you may not have ever heard of the Yazidis, but I was introduced to them back in 2014, 2015, when ISIS went through the Middle East. Obama was in office. And uh, the Yazidis went through a lot. Their young girls were taken, and they were actually used as chattel property. And uh, they were sold as sex slaves, wives. They were bidding for them. That's horrible. The old women were murdered. The young boys were taken to fight in the war. The old men were taken out and shot. And it was... Now, the UN declared 
uh, a crisis, you know, humanitarian genocide. And there is no doubt that when we talk about it and the things I've seen covering it, that uh, it, it was horrific over there for a lot of people. But the Yazidis were one of those that really did get a lot. But there was also Yazidis who fought. And the women fought alongside them. Now, Tower, you remember that. I remember the picture of the woman with her baby on her back, in a carrier on her back, and she was fighting in the war, carrying her baby. Yeah, had a gun. And they they had their own battalions. And they fought the Yazidis. And then Christians joined them in other groups, and they fought and was successful in turning the tide. But, you know, that was some eight years ago, according to a Wilberforce announcement. Now, Wilberforce was one of the first ones in the beginning. This goes back, I don't know, 1700s, 1600s, when, uh, I can't remember his first name, but Wilberforce protested the slavery and a bunch of other stuff. And at any rate, he, uh, they, they have this organization now. Along with that, there's a new one called Forbes Women's Alliance. And that is ForbesWomen.org. And they're talking about the 8th anniversary of the Yazidi sorrow. A lot can happen in 8 years, they say. Children learn to walk and talk, tie shoes and read. Young people uh, come of age, fall in love and get married, and old people turn gray, grow a little wiser, and move a little slower. But eight years is a long time to wait. Yes, Especially for answers. Yes. For relief and justice. The people of the Nineveh Plain. Now, see, we... We know the Nineveh Plain very well because that's where a lot of things happened. Including there were Christians that were facing trouble there. The Yazidis were facing troubles. And so the thing of it is is that there were groups that were fighting ISIS who stopped them. And the, the Nineveh Plain was the one place where a lot of stuff happened. You see, because in the pre-dawn hours, August 3rd, 2014, in Iraq's Sinjar region, ISIS kidnapped or killed 12,000 people. Most of them were the indigenous Yazidi, 
but there were other religious minorities as well. They executed Yazidi women, older women, and the Yazidi men. And the younger women and children were trafficked as sex slaves, and the boys recruited and indoctrinated as ISIS soldiers. And uh, thousands of them went to the top of Mount Sinjar to get out of the way of ISIS. I remember that. And they had airdrops of food and water to them. And there was 400,000 Yazidis who sought help. Now, there was some other help. And... It didn't come in time to save them all. But I remember watching this every day, reporting on it, writing articles. And so when I seen that Wilberforce was celebrating it, remembering it, so to speak, because they want to bring it out and they want to get this taken care of. They want to restore the Yazidis that are there. And the Yazidis are considered as godless pagans by, the, by ISIS. But the Yazidis and there was a number of other groups were able to band together and fight. ISIS. Now ISIS has been kind of revitalized in Afghanistan and so has the Taliban thanks to the Biden administration and leaving American weapons there. So the Middle East is still a mess. You know Tower, the day that Christ comes back, one of the things that will be nice is that the Middle East will be straightened out. That's right. It, and that will be a good thing because all this stuff is just gut-wrenching to me. It Tears is. me up. It's so horrible. Yeah. And see, we covered the part about a young girl, Yazidi girl, who had been raped so many times by ISIS soldiers that she couldn't pee. And she eventually committed suicide. See, now there's more than 220,000 Yazidis that languish in these camps that they have for them. Refugee camps that... Yeah. They're and there's not enough adequate food, water, and electricity. Even basic health care is lacking. So there is a place here that you can go find out more. You can go to www.forbwomen.org. You can also check out Wilberforce and uh, you can do a search online and you'll find them. But pray that not only will the Azidis find help, but that many of them will come to the Lord. And we read reports 
at the time that Yazidis were coming to the Lord because they saw the way the Muslims represented by ISIS treated people and they saw the way the Christians responded even after being attacked by ISIS and many of them became Christians because they identified with the Christians and they acted and brought forth the Lord in love and so we can say that because we 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 covered it and that's what was going on in the midst of war and tragedy there were some finding the Lord so these people need to find the love of the Lord and the mercy and that's what it's about so check out ForbWomen.org or do a search for Wilberforce and you'll find Wilberforce website is not hard to find now we've got another one that happened some time ago in New York and I wanted you and me to talk about it you know because of our ethics you and mine you know Tower and I um, and what we do we have a certain value when we look at things now everybody read about the New York City pastor who was robbed in the middle of a church service on a Sunday bandits came into his house of worship and took more than $400,000 in jewelry from him and his wife Now, I forgot what kind of a car he has. I had read it. He has one of the real fancy ones. Now, you know, if this guy wants to do that, that's up to him. But personally, I have a problem with a pastor preaching a sermon... And people coming in, that's wrong, but they robbed him. And he actually had $400,000 in jewelry on him. I couldn't imagine that. Huh? I can't imagine that. In all the years I've preached, and all the time I was at Bible school, you and me and the kids, and all the time, you know, we were pastoring and doing the other things we did, And even to this day, after all these years, we're heading into our 25th year of ministry as WIBR Warren Radio. I have never witnessed a preacher, ever, with $400,000 in jewelry. And a Rolls Royce. Yeah. And who knows? You know, maybe he's counting all the stuff they took that was sitting up on one of the ledges there where they ministered from. I don't know. But this guy actually talked about it and did a video. And then after he did a video, he had another church service and reenacted what happened. 
but for his part, you know, he said, yo, all right, all right, all right. He halted the service and laid on the ground, and they robbed him. That's still terrible that they did that in the middle of a church service. And he went on to say, I was born without jewelry. Jewelry don't make me, he said. I ain't never scared. I'm not up here being boastful or talking bad about nobody. But you have these women and children crying still. And he went on to say, that's not gangster. That's layup. Like, oh, I robbed a church. You don't get no points for that. And, of course, him That's right. him being a black and in the inner city, he knows what they are and how they do it. But uh, maybe that's why he thinks he needs the car he has, why he thinks he needs the jewelry he has. But... You know, as for me, the real tragedy here is, the lesson is, a true man of God is not all the flashy stuff, the suits and the money and the cash and the big house he has or the fancy car he has. God doesn't anoint that stuff. And so, you know, maybe him going through this might have been an object lesson that he's missed. I don't know. But it's terrible that, you know, it left the congregation traumatized. That's terrible. Well, you know... The Bible's very clear about the hireling. And on the day of judgment, we'll find out. So when you come to preaching and mammon, you better choose the right thing. Because mammon is filthy. And $400,000 in jewelry pinned on a preacher is mammon and it's filthy are you ready yep okay this is this story comes to us from orphan's promise it's rescued from poverty to living and this is esmele's story Darius is Esmele's mother and was one of 18 children and was born into difficult circumstances. Life was rough or it was tough and her home was not a happy or safe place to be. When she was a teenager, she became the victim of a terrible assault. What little childhood she had was stolen. Unaware of the events that had unfolded, her father sent her to live with the family of her assaulter. That was too much for her to cope with, and eventually the family sent her away. 
With nowhere to go and no means of income, Demarius struggled to survive. Life just seemed to get harder and harder, and by this time, she already had five small children. Although she did her best to provide, the family lived in abject poverty, sleeping on hard concrete floors and wearing nothing more than tattered rags for clothes. Demarius worked hard, or she would work whatever job she could, could to help support her and the children. She would till fields and gardens, tend livestock, and burn charcoal, but would only be able to earn around $50 a month. The children were left to walk barefoot and had no access to education. It seemed like their, this was their lot in life, but God had a different plan. And this is, um, you know, the incredible child or the incredible project called Our Home Child Care Center came alongside Demarius and the children and offered some support. Through Orphan's Promise, the educational needs of four of Demarius' children were completely covered, and one of those was Esmele. Esmele is a smart and confident young lady. When she came to the center, her future was one of uncertainty, lack, and little hope. Now the opportunities before her are so much wider than she could have ever imagined. The whole family have seen significant change in their lives and have encountered the love of God through the team as they share the Word of God. Education is the difference between failure and success. It is the difference between poverty and plenty. And thanks to Orphan's Promise, the cycle of poverty, which before seemed almost an inedible outcome, has been broken. The life that Demarius had known is behind her, and the future for Esmele and her siblings now looks so much brighter. That's amazing. Thank God for Orphan's Promise. Well, you know, and that's why we do the show, too. To bring out articles and ministries, Orphan's Promise, and uh, the girl, we have a picture of her. She's She's smiling. (laughs) Yeah. She's very happy. She looks like she's, what, about 8 or 10, maybe? Yeah. Not more than that. And, uh, you know, you always think of the kids. I don't know where that was. Did I? It doesn't say where that story came from. Probably from Africa or something. This was in Kenya. Oh, Kenya. Okay. And Orphan's Promise is around the world. Uh, one of the biggest places they're working is in Ukraine. Near abouts to Ukraine, you know, in other countries, and in Ukraine itself. The last time I seen it, they had quite a number of spots in Ukraine where they were working because of the issues. But Orphan's Promise is also uh, has a lot of uh, people out of CBN uh, that work with them, and I'm not sure if it's an arm of them or not, but uh, you know, thank God we do have organizations now. You see, Amen. and we talk about judgment here a lot, but see, one part of our ministry is advocacy for the persecuted church, and If there's one thing about America and also Great Britain and also Germany and also um, 
uh, Ireland, and you can get in a lot of places, even like Italy. There are these kind of organizations, howbeit in America, we have always had huge ministries, and one of the examples is Samaritan's Purse, just one. Um, but there's a lot of these that operate out of America, and that's why it's imperative for this nation to repent, for it to get healed, for us to get this out of the way so we can continue helping the world. Because that's if America gets judged, if it gets totally destroyed, there's not going to be any aid. There's not going to be any of these organizations going. We, we right now, America is great because we were there to help. That's our history in America. And we have people on the ground in this country and in our political system that wants to destroy this country. So when you vote this year, when you vote, you'd better be voting for the right people. Because the wrong people will destroy the country you live in. And we've seen that around the world. Yes. Now another place comes up to mind. And Gatestone Institute uh, has a lot of good articles. It's a, it's a good website. But a thing that comes up all the time, and, I, and even when ISIS was in the Middle East, and the Azidis, and a number of others... Uh, we're all involved in this, including Christians in the Middle East, in uh, Syria and Iraq. Um, Turkey, Erdogan was one of those that had troubles with a lot of the people involved there. And uh, it has come out. And, of course, we're talking about Turkey and Erdogan and uh, Turkey's Human Rights Association. You didn't know they had one. Well, they do. And the Human Rights Foundation of Turkey. Turkey is still the most important problem. Torture and other forms of ill treatment in the streets and open areas as well as in unofficial places of detention, have reached unprecedented levels. And the issue is, is that inhumane justice and torture is being used by Turkey against their own citizens. Now that shouldn't be surprising, since much of this kind of organization, Turkey is not a constitutional republic, you know, it is a Muslim nation that's very strict. But they're using all forms of torture and inhumane treatment. And at the WIBR Warren Radio, we condemn all forms of torture and inhumane treatment by governments. And this is including America. That's right. Because at this moment, 
the J6ers, there's about 400, I think, of them. Wow, I didn't that, realize they were That, that have many. been kept in prison without right of due process, without even able at times to see a lawyer. They have been uh, manhandled. Uh, they have been treated badly. The Biden administration and, of course, the government in D.C. itself has locked them up and they have been mistreating them. They have sentenced them. Even the judges have sentenced them to harsh sentences. This is all the while that BLM and Antifa got away with most of the stuff they did. We have a two-tiered justice system in this. And we have people in our government today, in the Biden administration, that are immoral, inane, and totally people that shouldn't be there. And we have mistreated the J6ers. And God help America, if you can't figure out by sitting in the presidency what's wrong, then you need to get your butt out of there. And I'm speaking of Biden. And I'm also speaking of Kamala laugh all the time Harris who is the saddest excuse for a president. She's supposed to be vice president. She's supposed to be down at the border. Remember, she's the border czar, and she ain't worth a frit for that. So we've got people here, leadership again, trashy leadership, garbage leadership, and we have an issue here. And all of that, if it isn't fixed, if America isn't taken care of, then you're going to say goodbye literally to organizations they won't be able to stay viable because this country will have fallen and the people that supported these kind of places won't be going so it's time to wake up so Turkey this is a place that is an issue and we know it's an issue. We prayed for a pastor that was put in prison there. And he faced a long time in prison. And yet he got out because of what Trump did. And he came home. We prayed for this pastor to get out of there. But he had ministered in Turkey for 20 years. And overnight he was imprisoned. This is the way it works there, and he's not the only one. Now, you know, this is a disturbing story, and... It's about a 12-year-old boy on life support, and I've seen his picture in the news. The judge of this, in this trial, see, because this is in the UK. And in the UK, with their health insurance and their hospital, because it is a parliamentary system, they have the right to take your child or do whatever they think is right. So the issue is that the judge determined the boy who is on life support should be removed from that support. And the doctors said of him that it was highly likely he was brain stem dead. So... 
His name is Archie Battersby, the boy is. His mom and dad are Holly, Dance, and Paul. And they wanted to give him every chance in life. And he was found with the ligature around his neck, like he hung himself. And what had happened, he had played in a game, and I've heard of this game, an online blackout challenge. And they dance around with death with this. He he apparently didn't have anybody there to help him. But see how far you can do that without dying. That's just crazy, the stuff out Yeah. Well, he ain't the first kid to die of this. This is the kind of load of bunk we have online. So he remained on life support at the Royal London Hospital. And his parents had a video of Archie gripping his mother's fingers, which was proof that he's still alive and his brain is functioning. But the doctors believe there's no hope of recovery and the brainstem is dead. Scans show that the blood is not flowing to the area. That They say that in quotes, reportedly. I don't know. So you look at the whole thing. You have two, two parents. You have their boy. He's on life support. She grabs his hand, has his hand, and all of a sudden she feels him squeezing it. You're going to believe that he's alive. That's right. No matter what the doctors say. So, like I said, I've seen this boy's picture, I think, today. So pray for Archie Battersby. I haven't seen anything that they have pulled the plug. Maybe they did. Well, I don't know. I hope not. But this is one of those sad stories. And I remember my own mother on her deathbed. She was in a special place. They were taking care of her. And they called me up several times. She's not going to make it through the night. I would go in and she'd live. I mean, she was like she was normal. And then finally got to the point where they said, well, she's not going to make it through the night, which they told me before. So I went down there, Tower and I. My dad was there. And we sat with her for a long time. I never did know what was the matter with her. They never told us. And uh, because the last time I'd seen her, she was fine. She died. And, And we watched her the whole time. It is a gut-wrenching thing to watch your loved ones die like that. Yes, it is. And I've watched more than one loved one die like that. And I'm done watching them die. I want them to live. 
And I want Archie Battersby to live if he's still alive today. Dear God, you know, as long as we have our rules, our laws, and our technology, we don't care about human life. That's right. And what people do yeah. to other humans is just beyond comprehension to me. Right? It is. It is. It's terrible. It is. We, we live in a corrupt time, selfish generation. So, you know, this is one of those things. When you look at the characteristics of society, you know, you just like that video of that old woman who, who was living in an apartment building, and there was people in her apartment, and and uh, what happened was she was trying to close the door, and these uh, three thugs. She's a black woman, so they were probably black, and they pulled her out and beat her up. Yeah, they're cowards. Yeah. She was a tiny little woman, too. Yeah. They were big and beating her up. Yeah. This is just so wicked. Bunch of cowards. And that's what life is like in America. And how much worse is it overseas? So we're going to have to get out of here, Tower. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We're always glad that you're here with us. We love you. We pray for you. We always hope the best for you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Please pray for your brethren around the world. Pray for us. And may God bless you richly for all that you do for him. Stay safe. We love you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. And don't forget to get a copy of my book. You can get it, uh, links to it from our websites. You can go to our store on Dana Glenn Smith. You can go to Life Rich Publishing and many, many other places. Get the book, The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. Read it and then leave me a comment. Come by the website and send me something on our comment form. You can also comment on Amazon and wherever you buy the book. Good night, everybody. Take care. Be safe. Look to the Lord. These are dangerous times. Make sure you have your foot planted firmly in the Lord Jesus Christ and none other. Until next time, shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.